Boardroom Hockey Podcast coming to you for another episode, another week. We are, this is our 39th episode. So Amazing. We are, we are pounding away, um, knocking out the episodes. Uh, this week we is all, uh, not all, but mainly about um, the World Junior Tournament coming up here in the, just about two weeks it starts. Loving that. Um, first, uh, the real... F- the first major headline that we will start with, uh, we start with headlines. Uh, Taylor Hall being traded from uh, the Devils to the Coyotes. Uh, um, going from last place Devils to the first place Coyotes. Um, he's living the high life, I guess, now. Whoever thought that you'd be thrilled to get traded to Phoenix? Well, that's your mindset. Seriously. But, um, <clears throat> anyways, before we uh, get things started, we are also going to start this week off. Uh, with a, we're going to start and finish with a little trivia session for you. Oh no! I'm, you know I'm not prepared. Are you doing this on purpose? Well, I don't know, but we're a little trivia session here. Okay. Okay. Let's hear. We it. ask. We're going to ask questions until you get one right. <laughs> then we stop and we move. We move on, and then same at the end. So hopefully, it's only two trivia questions. Well, yeah, I was going to say, but, how long do we have for this? If I, if but we don't, have to go don't, to... don't worry to, to the <laughs> listeners. If it gets to about twenty or twenty-five, then we'll move on without having one correct. But <laughs> okay. First question: uh, Whose nickname is the Secretary of Defense? I I can't answer that. I don't know. Rod Langway. Oh, really? I remember him well. I didn't. I don't remember that nickname. Wow. Okay. Question two: Who was the first player to record one hundred points in a single season in nineteen sixty nine? You're killing me. He's the first 100-point player. Uh, Bobby Hall. Phil Esposito. Hey. All right. Huh. Not off to a good start here. No, no, no. I'm batting zero. Okay, this one should be a, a softball You're not for giving you. me underhanders In here, what year was Detroit Red Wings Steve Iserman drafted? Come on. 83. 83, correct. Oh, there you go. All right. Okay, so now, now, now we can move on well, we can until move we forward. have to finish can, the show with another yes, session. We can move forward. So that was our first little trivia session. So um, oh, I didn't like, I, I don't care much for that game. Can we move on to a different segment? <laughs> Test yourselves at home. See how, you, how well you did. Uh, World <laughs> Junior Preview. Um, uh, this week, um, but before we do anything, uh, you have a few shout outs you want to give and we'll also, um, break for, uh, here in a f- few minutes, um, uh, for a word about a friend of the show. So, okay. Uh, yeah, you know what? Something dawns on me. Uh, you know, you watch, watch around the league and, and these are not headline guys. These are not, this is not something that gets a whole lot of attention, but I'm telling you, these are, here's. Here's two players just among many whose careers were dead about three years ago in, in many ways. Uh, Zach Cassian, just uh, I think last night or the night before, depending on when, when you uh, hear this, 
he just scored his 12th goal of the year. He was, he was not, he was out of the league basically a few years ago. Had some off ice trouble, had some, uh, you know, let's face it, he had some substance issues and he was, he was in trouble. Now he's playing on a line and then don't give me that. Well, he's playing with Connor McDavid nonsense because there's been 15 guys played with McDavid over the last two or three years. And he's the only one left and he's playing well. He's not only policing uh, the ice for Connor McDavid and dry but he's a contributor. So good on him for getting his act together. Good on him for still being in the league and being a factor. He's not just hanging around. He's a, He's a factor. The other one that you gotta, you gotta like this guy. Same thing. Didn't have the behavioral issues, but Anthony Duclair on a, on a struggling team in Ottawa is just playing great. He's, he's playing lights out and he's a, he's a go-to guy there. He's a difference maker. And this is another guy that flunked out of Phoenix. He flunked out of, uh, where'd he go from there? Columbus didn't get along with torts. Couldn't, you know, was trying to, trying to force it to work and now he's he's a player he's probably both of them probably destined for a long way to go in the league so good on him agreed uh, good, guys good that, for them guys that stick it out uh need players like that um not to undermine what they're doing uh, but based on your your comment of playing with mcdavid the only thing i'll say is i've heard your comments about guys like jake gensel playing with crosby so that's the only thing I'll say is at what point do you draw the line and say that it's not about playing with McDavid, but, ooh, it's only because Gensel's playing with Crosby. <laughs> no, so, uh, you, I, I'll, I'll give you that. That's, your, that's a good question, and it's the same thing. Uh, I had this chat yesterday afternoon with our goalie friend. Jake Gensel's a player. I didn't want to accept him uh, a few years ago. But he's a player, and he's proven it, and he's proven it with or without Crosby now. He's, he's an absolute force. He's, what, t- top 15 in the league in scoring, and he's at the top of the goal-scoring list, uh, maybe a top 20 guy over the last two or three years. So he can play, and the same, the same thing goes for Crosby as McDavid. It's not easy to play with those guys. It's not as simple as go to the net and keep your stick on the ice you've got to be able to think the game at a, at a high level and at a fast pace. And you, you might not have ever thought that of Jake Gensler's at Cassian a few years ago, but look what they're doing. And there is no, there is no uh, arguing with results. So you can have whatever opinion you want, but the results are what exactly like the old saying goes, you're, you are what you coach. You are exactly what your record says you are. So, hey, good on him. And a good question. And thank you for pointing out that, that I've, been, I've been wrong about Jake Gensel for several years now. I've got to take my chances where I can get him. So. <laughs> it doesn't happen often, does it? No. No? No, it doesn't. Okay. Um, thank you. <laughs> well, you caught me off guard there with the question because I answered it not realizing what I was answering. Atta boy. So, but so I'll give you the win on that one for for right now. But. Well, okay. Well, it's much appreciated. Anyways, uh, World Junior uh, tournament. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, 
our our personal uh, faith might say it's a wonderful time for another reason. That's but, true. But if, if in terms of hockey, in terms of the future of hockey, absolutely, it's a very good time. Unless you're in our household, and then it can be a little <laughs> that like like personally being married to a Canadian. Yes. And then being the son of a guy who, for whatever reason, just won't bat an eye at, at the U.S. Makes it very difficult sometimes during this, this time of year. I remember last year the U.S. beating Canada in a shootout in the outdoor game. And I got the stink eye from, from, the, from the misses. And I'm just, I'm just sitting there. So you know it, it happens. We aren't playing the game. It's not our responsibility. Let the boys decide it on the ice. It's the best hockey of the year. It's the most passionate hockey you can ever see. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it happens at the same time as we're celebrating the birth of Jesus our Savior. So let I think that's it, it's there for a reason. I think it's maybe it's not as old as the uh, as Mary and Joseph, but well, I also it's very the, meaningful. I also got the stink eye last year when the Avs beat the Flames in the first round of the playoffs. So, <laughs> well, but welcome to World Stink Eye <laughs> Championships because I always joke uh, because of because of uh, my wife's affiliation that the temperature in our house always goes down about five degrees when the World Champion World Junior Championships on. Well, anyways, World Junior Group A, Group B. Um, we will touch on. We're going to go over um, each team and each group, and and kind of do uh, a war room preview of the World Junior Championship right after a word from our friends. War Room the Hockey Podcast coming to you for another episode, another week. We are. This is our 39th episode, so we are we are pounding away, um, knocking out the episodes. Uh, this week we is all, uh, not all, but mainly about um, the World Junior Tournament coming up here in the just about two weeks it starts. Um, first, World Hockey Podcast episode 39, World Junior Preview, coming up in week and a half, two weeks. Um, exciting time, as we mentioned a, a minute ago. Um Wonderful Christmas tradition for for us personally. Yes. Um, but can also be kind of a trying time for some of us <laughs> in the house, depending on ha- the results and how things go. Um, but uh, go see the movie Fighting with Your Family yes. if you want to see what this is all about. I still need to see that partly because I'm also a wrestling fan, so I got to see that. I just can't because believe of that. this. But uh, Group A: Finland, Slovakia, Sweden, Kazakhstan. And Switzerland. Group B: Czech Republic, Canada, Russia, Germany, and the United States. Are you willing to admit now, finally after all these years, that the fix is not in well, when the is. groups are put together? It is. I, it, let's it, be. It's let's done be, by last year's results. Let's be real here. It's let's done be real. according to last year's results. Canada will. Canada will end up playing Kazakhstan, Switzerland, <laughs> Germany. <laughs> And everything in their in the round robin that will seed them at the top. You can't. The, U, the U.S. will play Russia, Sweden, Finland in the round robin, seeing them in the middle, 
And then, oh, look how dominant Canada is. Have you looked Anyways. at the schedule? <laughs> have you looked at the schedule? I have not yet. Okay. I'm now just doing it just to poke buttons. Shall I, shall I read off the schedule to you so we can stand corrected here? So our listeners know what's really going I'm on. I'm pushing buttons, okay. but, go, <laughs> but go ahead. In the round robin, they all play in their group. They play each other. So everybody. Oh, it doesn't. Uh, Canada and the U.S. play the first night, don't yep. they? Yeah. Boxing Day. But the, in fact, in our ta- in our time zone, it's going to be the nine o'clock in the morning of Boxing Day, so that that'll put a, a little bit of a damper on the on the craft beer being nine a.m. But it's yeah, it we'll probably see. won't it won't diminish the temperature in the room. We'll see if the wife wants to watch it watch it too that day. So, but I'll, you know, we'll I'll see. watch it with her. Well, we're we're in we're out of town, so. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's darn. Well, now what am I going to do? I'll have to go. I'll you go can f- you can FaceTime her and watch it the, uh, through FaceTime. I'll go next door and watch it with my buddy Slim. That'll be a friendly for me. Just mentioning her gave me the stink eye right there. So, <laughs> any anyways, so Boxing Day starts the, starts the tournament, and the first the first matchup is U.S. Canada. Um, that's which is be. very, which is very rare to see. Usually, they play New Year's or later, based yeah. on. Um, That's been a New Year's Eve how game. Things fall. Most years, it's been a New Year's Eve game for uh, for a long, long time. Kind of a traditional, a traditional thing in the uh, in the late evening of New Year. But this is going to be. Um, I I still. I still think that you know going in, and this will be. Easy to say now, but those two teams are going to be the class of the show. U.S. and Canada? Yes. Well, they kind of are every year, which, depending on on how you look at it, could be good and bad for the tournament. Um, I do like, though, that it's more balanced over the past few years. Well, Finland Finland and... Finland's competing. Sweden's Sweden's meddling year after year. Uh, Russia's always right there. Slovakia plays well. Uh, Switzerland puts on a fight. Yeah, they they scare the heck out of somebody. Switzerland every single puts year. on a fight. Kazakhstan played well against the U.S. last year. The new team um, to the uh, to the medal or to the um, outside relegation this year. And then so. you got, and then you look at the relegated teams that compete for for bid in twenty twenty one, which are Denmark. Um, I don't have it. I should Nor- know before I Norway? mention it, but. Um, uh, I'll pull it up while well you you go on what you need to. I really well, should I really should know these things before I start talking. But this um, want to look through Canada's roster first, and this is a it's a it's not only a lot younger than normal, but man oh man this is maybe as good a depth as they've had in a long time. They're going to be coached by uh, Dale Hunter, who knows you know obviously he's his resume is second to none. Um, knows how to coach this age group. Um, you know, after his success in London for the longest period of time, they are just stacked everywhere. Uh, they've got no first round draft picks every place. They've got upcoming first round draft picks every place. They've they're strong on defense. They're they're thirteen forwards deep. Wow, I just you I cannot find a soft spot in here anywhere. And um, when you're trying to figure out who's going to stand tall, 
I mean, you just throw a dart. Byfield, Dylan Cousins, uh, Nolan Foote, Liam Foody, Alex, uh, Alexi Lafreniere, uh, Connor McMichael. Holy smokes, Joe Valeno. Wow. And on defense, your boy Byram uh, is probably going to be the stud of that group. But uh, Jake Bernard Docker, Kevin Ball is a monster. Uh, Kalen Addison, McIsaac. Where do you look? Until, of course, you get to the U.S. roster. And these guys, they are returning. Uh, they're bringing back, uh, what, seven or eight guys that were first-rounders from last year. So, again, especially at forward, they've got... Uh, U.S. has Spencer Knight in goal, which is... He's stellar. At forward, uh, you've got Bobby Brink, Cole Caulfield, who's a goal-scoring machine, uh, Arthur Kaliev, who's a monster, um, Nick Robertson, Alex Turcott, Wallstrom just came back and joined the team, and Trevor Zegras. So, up front... They're, they've got maybe the most firepower in the tournament. But the only thing that I, I would, the only caution I would have is on defense. I like, here's a dark horse for you. I like Alec Regula. Uh, he's a London Knights project, and um, he's a third rounder for the Blackhawks. And I think uh, he's, a, he's a big, huge kid, very mobile. Watch him. Watch this... Uh, Watch this kid, Alec. I believe it's Regula or Regula. Yep. Um, anyways, real quick to interrupt because I want to get this thought before I blank again. Um, <laughs> countries that aren't in it this year but are, are competing um, for a bid into next year's tournament. Yeah. Um, Latvia, Belarus, Austria, and Denmark. Four countries there that aren't in it this year. Um, but are going to compete against each other, I guess, in kind of their own little tournament um, into a, a for a chance at a spot at the 2021 World Juniors. Um, Coming out of relegation, what, Germany and Kazakhstan? Kazakhstan's now been here two years in a row. They okay. were here last year. Okay. So coming out of relegation is Germany. Okay. Um, Thank you. F- fact, 2021 World Junior. Can you tell me where that is? little trivia fact there. 21. Who's no. Hosting, who's hosting um, it? Is it back in the U.S.? Nope. No, I don't. I haven't heard where it is. Uh, Edmonton and Red Deer. Oh, nice. Next year. And then it's back in Sweden, and then it's in Russia after that. But uh-huh. We missed our shot last year because it was in Vancouver. I told Vancouver you. Vancouver and I, Victoria. I, I know. We just, I know. You wouldn't do it, so... I feel, Two dollars for a Gatorade. <laughs> if, if I'm going to be treated like second class, I'll just stay home and do it. I don't need to drive down to the Lower Mainland to get scorn from from my own ranks. So Canada opens with yes, go, go the U.S. Go over the schedule because you you want to throw it at me that I'm I'm, I'm wrong just, about the fix. Then they play. They start with the U.S. Then they play Russia. Then they play Germany. Then they play the Czechs, and it's the Czechs. It's not Czechoslovakia anymore. So yeah. let's be clear about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we have? Um, who, who do they finish up with? 
Uh, Canada Check is the last one of the um, of the round robin. And by the way, the U.S. plays the Czechs. Let's see, they play the Russians. Mm. Hmm. I'm sensing a pattern here. Then they play, uh, and their second game is Germany after Canada. So it seems that both of those teams play all of the same guys, which is, I guess, why they call it a round robin. <laughs> let, let the games begin. Yes. <laughs> Merry all right. Christmas. Well, let's, Merry Christmas. We got the we got the bias out of the way there. Um, in preparation. Um, who do you like on this U.S. team? Who, who do we? Well, who do we like? Who do we like out of Group A? First of all, bias wow. aside, who do we like coming out of Group A? Well, you've got to. I mean, it's hard to ignore Finland or Sweden. Finland and Sweden but, have got to be the favorites there by far. Those two teams have to be uh, one and two in Group A. I don't. I don't see any way around that. All right. Now, here's where the real bias needs to be put aside. Group B. Group B. Who do we like in Group B? <laughs> Now, if we say Canada and or the U.S., fine, but it has to be because they are the favorites. It can't be because you, we sit across the table from each other. So, Unless one of these teams, and it happens, we've, we've seen both of these teams over the last five years have gone to this tournament with good rosters and absolutely stepped in it. No medals, really had trouble. Unless there is a major underachievement, those are the two teams that have by far the most talent and the most depth of talent on their rosters. There's no question. Now, there's there's a wild card in Group B, and is it... I don't have... I've got to look at Russia's roster, and, and the IIHF website did not have Russia's roster on it. Uh, or it didn't have the U.S. roster either. No, they didn't have any of the rosters. And they are also... Can I just... Can I throw it one more time... That the double IHF still calls it ice hockey. They still refer to but it they as have to. ice hockey. Do you have to say ice hockey? Is there how many hockeys are there? Well, there's there's one hockey. There's roller hockey, which has which is on TV and has its own stuff. Please. There's field hockey, which has its its stuff. So technically, I guess they have to. No, they don't. Nobody yes, else they has do. to. Yes, Nobody has to call it ice hockey. Stop okay. calling it ice hockey. Okay, do you think that there's field hockey fans that wish the same thing? Why do you call it field hockey? Why don't you just say hockey? So it's the same. You have to differentiate the surfaces. It's like what's. It's like putting a... Patent isn't the word. What's the word? It's like um, filing a trademark... I had to do so for the name of this podcast to make sure that there wasn't another war room thing. I know. I know. So if everything out there is just hockey, then you're okay. you're stepping on the profit margins that somebody else can make on ESPN or somewhere doing what they do. So NCAA Frozen Ice Hockey Frozen 4 Championship, you have to differentiate. I I agree. I I agree. It's like it's the same thing as somebody saying saying they're zamming the ice. That bothers me too. Another one of my favorites. When zam is a verb. That bothers me. Okay. <laughs> but of the two, 
That one bothers me. The oh, ice my. hockey is, from a business perspective, you have to differentiate. All right, look, so. I, I agree that there needs to be differentiation, but let everybody else do that, okay? Hockey is hockey. Everybody else, just suck it and call your hockey floor hockey or field hockey or whatever kind of hockey it is, ball hockey, road hockey, roller hockey. But hockey is hockey, period. Oh. And I, I, I just you are you are listening to War Room, the ice hockey podcast. <laughs> oh, that's awful. That's episode thirty nine. Uh, nicely done. Anyways, so, anyway, look the team U- the team USA roster. Um, Spencer Knight in goal. Isaiah Seville and Dustin Wolf. Those are your three goaltenders. Yeah. Spencer Knight being your Spencer number one. Spencer Knight will play every meaningful game. Um. Defense, uh, Ty Emerson, Jordan Harris, Zach Jones, Christian Krieger. Chris, Chris Krieger, Krieger. Uh, uh, Andre Miller. Yeah. Alec Regula. I like that kid. Um, Matias Samuelson, Spencer Stasny. No relation. Cam York's a player, too. Cam Don't York. overlook Cam York. Very, very mobile guy. Really good puck mover. Up front uh, for the U.S., you got uh, John Beecher, uh, Bobby Brink. He's a player. He's at uh, DU. He's at Denver, Denver University. Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield, who's a player, contrary to what your comments around Listen, draft time. he has scored at every level until somebody proves him wrong. He is a scorer just like, uh, just like the guy in Chicago, the little dude in Chicago. What's uh, drawing a blank to on bring it? To bring it, yeah. Uh, Jack Drury, Parker Ford, Curtis Hall, Trevor Janik, or Janicky, Arthur Kaliev, the the fifty goal scorer in yeah. in the OHL that dropped to the second round. Um, Shane Pinto, Jacob Pivanka, Nick Robertson, Turcott, Alex Turcott, Oliver Wallstrom, and Trevor Zegers. Yeah, those. That's a that's a really high powered forward group. They they've got uh, they've got two to three lines depending on who steps up that are just going to be an absolute handful for everybody. Uh, there's there is one before I before I forget. There is when we're talking about Group B. Those are the two best rosters by far. Not to diminish any of the talent you know, any place else, but the, the wild card in group B is going to be Askarov, the Russian goaltender. This kid can absolutely steal games. He can steal games one after another. And at some point, if he is this good and he's been this good at the U 17s, he's been this good everywhere he's gone in international play. It's no longer stealing games when, when you do it every night. So if this guy has a hot tournament Nobody's beating Russia. If they can get to him, Russia can be had. But he is—he is maybe the best goaltender that's come along in ten years, and he's eligible for the draft this spring. And so uh, he's the—he's the wild card in that group. Well, imagine—is he the—he's not the goalie that um, the Leafs are looking at. No, from the KHL. No. 
he is not draft eligible. Well, he's draft eligible. Okay, in so it, this okay. summer it's a different a different guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, imagine the U.S. and Canada roster if um, Jack Hughes was available for the U.S. Oh my gosh! And Kale McCarr was available for for Canada. Right. So, well, and Kirby Dak. There was rumor that Chicago was going to let Kirby Dak come back Kirby to Dak, the play, yeah. and uh, and they decided last minute not to. But holy smokes, this goes every year though. I mean, there's. There's a half dozen kids uh, in the show every year that that are still world junior eligible. Yeah, well, that that would just add more to to those oh. to those rosters right there. You take Kel McCarr, who's been out now for three or four games with an injury, and he's still leading the the Calder race for rookies and for rookies. And then you have Jack Hughes, and despite New Jersey's struggles, Jack Hughes is Jack Hughes. So yeah. that just, I mean, that would that would be. That would it's going to be fun to watch anyway, but that would make it real. Well, in a couple of years ago, you had Aho and Svechnikov and guys like that that were still Rantanen and all that yeah, stuff. Rantanen. Holy moly! And so, there's the National Hockey League gets younger constantly, now dominated by kids under 24. Uh, and sometimes, in, in the case of guys like Makar, dominated by teenagers, and uh, or but you know still kids with junior eligibility and and yet you're still pumping out rosters with this kind of depth of talent it's amazing and it's what makes the tournament so great find a place find a way to watch this take the phone off the hook 2020 world junior championship starts do phones even have hooks on boxing day not really um boxing day 2020 world junior championship kicks off with the u.s versus canada uh that should be one Hell of a round robin matchup. No kidding. Um, That's going to be a beauty. And then it'll be a tremendous tournament through the new year. So um, make sure you are tuned in either online or on TV, World Junior, or in person if you are in the in that area to uh, to check that out. Yeah. So and um, you know what else? I you can't even say the the phone was ringing off the wall because the phones aren't on walls anymore. I'm talking about world juniors and you're talking phones. I'm just just, trying to dream up new ways to show my age as if that was necessary. So what do you, what kind of dark horses are coming out of the other, uh, the other group, group A? I mean, can anybody knock off Finland and Sweden? Uh, In group A, I'm going to probably, to me, a dark horse of dark horses because Slovakia has proven that they can at least compete, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, good point um, there. Yeah, dark horse would probably be Switzerland. If Switzerland can compete with any jump that like they have in the past, I think they could just as easily as anything else surprise anybody and be in a position to at least medal. Because yeah. they they play in that kind of game and they they could surprise a lot of people, um, but uh, th- aside from then they're really kind of the only dark horse. Germany's kind of unproven coming out of relegation. Um, Kazakhstan could be a dark horse. Um, I just don't see them there yet. The growth of the game that we've talked about in women's hockey and things like that is expanding into that area, but I just don't see it being at the level yet to really kind of put a shock into people. No. I say that, and then I could be wrong this year, but of 
on the context and and everything of dark horses, the only real one that I could see being one is Switzerland. Switzerland, yeah, it's probably probably true, and and they're not not even all that dark anymore. When you look uh, look at the number of, of bona fide uh, big league players that comes out of Switzerland now, I mean they're maybe maybe lacking the depth to throw a scare into Finland or Sweden, but you know, at some point you got to stop looking at them as such an underdog as they were maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. There's a difference. There's a difference between being an underdog and not you, uh, you struggling to win hockey games doesn't necessarily mean you're an underdog. No. Underachiever, maybe, maybe an underachiever, depending on who you are, Yeah, but it doesn't mean you're an underdog. Um, I won't say Switzerland is really an underdog anymore. Because they've proven that they can at least scare some people. Yeah. Um, but they are still in the category of a dark horse in the tournament. So. So is there. Is it too simple to just look at this and say when they cross over into the medal round that Group B just clobbers Group A and that you're going to end up with possibly three teams out of Group B in, yeah, in the medals. You could, and it's probably... Um, wouldn't be a stretch. Wouldn't be a stretch. Yeah, if, uh, it, but that's to say Finland and Sweden don't do well in Group A. And just, so, we, I mean, we can predict and we can throw it, throw it out there now ahead of time as just kind of a early predictions of what how we who we see being meddling at the end of it. But only time will tell. Basic, looking at the rosters, I see the U.S. and Canada at least meddling. Oh, yeah. And probably, I'm going to say probably Finland being that third team. But, you know, you, it's hard to, it, it's fun to guess, but it's hard to guess at the Goaltending, man. You're only as good as your goaltender, and that's why... Everybody needs to look over their shoulder at the Russians, but we'll see. It's going to be uh, it, this is this is such a good tournament, and it's such a coming out party for for kids every year. And and your, you know, your draft stock can go up and down drastically based on this tournament. So because you're playing against the best of your peers, best in the world, all the best teenagers, the under twenties in the entire world are there, save for the ones that are drawing NHL paychecks right now. Everybody else is there, so that's that's why this is such a great measurement, and the uh, the passion is great. And honestly, it wasn't. It's gotten way more fun than it was a generation ago because when this tournament really got on the ground in the '80s, it was a Canada tournament, and it w- it looked a little bit more at that point. It looked more like the what the um like for instance the olympic games looked like on the women's side it's u.s and canada and everybody else is just you know an afterthought and now every year finland sweden russia u.s canada maybe the top you know pretty much the top five every time but there's always that switzerland there's always that slovakia or germany or somebody that's going to slip in and either either cost somebody a game, a goaltender's going to steal a game that's going to cost you seeding in the medal round or something's going to happen. So it's it's fun to see, and the world has started to take this more seriously. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's troublesome though, and I'm interested to see the crowds. It bugs me that, uh, and I know this is a, I don't know if Ray Ferraro has what's bugging Ray trademarked or not, but this bugs the crap out of me that you can watch a World Junior Championship game in Europe and there might be friends and neighbors there and you have to know someone who wins the lottery to get a ticket when it's in Canada. I, it, it, it irritates me that they keep trying to pound this game into Europe and nobody, I mean, people just don't seem to care. If, they're, if it's in Sweden and Sweden's not playing, nobody goes. It's troubling. Well, I mean, I really don't like having this conversation. <laughs> okay, maybe we should avoid this part. <laughs> partly because you, your objectivity with this conversation goes out the window and it's immediately just... Screw the Europeans, <laughs> but um, from fr- but it's a like the women's hockey discussion. It's an eyeball perspective. Yeah, it is. And yeah. on top and on top of that, you know, part of the reason why it's struggling to gain traction is because it doesn't get the eyeballs. So while it may be on TSN, you know, it, is it really going to be anywhere else? Because it's just getting the eyeballs on any other network or any other channel. It just it's not a good bit sound business investment at that point for for any major network in Europe or anywhere like that to go, okay, we'll do it because you're not getting the eyeballs. It's the same same type of conversation about the women. Now, in Europe, there is a cultural thing that you do have to look at, and that is Europe is a is inherently now there are, are plenty of areas as we've seen. Um, Sweden, Finland, Russia, things like that, that are hockey areas. Sure. But Europe in general is inherently a soccer or football, however you say it, area. And while, yes, it is wintertime, you know, they're they're doing other things because soccer's not on. Soccer is their is their thing and i mean they fill out they fill out the, these big olympic style track and field arenas with 100 000, with 100,000 people for a soccer match i mean it yeah right That's... so getting the numbers for a sporting event is not the issue it's about it's it's the sport they are a soccer place you know and so it and that's and for the sake of keeping it objective so we don't go down your rabbit hole that's that's the issue because clearly they put they pump out not just good hockey players but hall of famers in in Finland and and Sweden and uh, yeah. certain areas so so, so obviously 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 it's a good country for the sport of hockey it's just think of it think of it the same comments you've made about the US right in regards to Canada the US is inherently and I won't go down my rabbit hole in response of hockey not technically being Canada's sport but because it's not oh. but for, on the basis of these on the basis of these statements and arguments you know you could say the US it's baseball or football yeah basketball Big. maybe basketball but in terms of of national sport it's baseball maybe football right right in Europe, it's, it's soccer. soccer. 
um, maybe maybe European basketball form or something, but it's mainly soccer. But we're only talking about fifteen thousand people in some of these rinks. You produce players for generations. You produce, you know, starting back at, in Matt Sundin and people like that. You're producing great players for a generation or two. National Hockey League players, Hall of Famers, lots of guys playing in the show, dominant players every year. Can you not draw 10,000 to a game? Do you not care when Russia plays the U.S. and nobody goes? I, I don't get how you can have a country producing players like that that's obviously got some hockey interest and, and quite a lot of it. How do you not How do you not get a couple of busloads of people that'll go to a game where your team isn't playing? Well, part of it too, and it, you know, it may or may not be this be simply because of Christmas and and family time. But for the sake of making a point, look at the time of year too. Look at people traveling to warmer areas. Look at um, tourism kind of going the other way, right? Yep. And everything. Look at tourists that do come into those areas. You know. Think about it. You and me might might be different, but think about it from a non-hockey person perspective. They're coming into to Finland, visiting Finland, touring Finland, and they have a choice between seeing fantastic glaciers or doing this and that or sitting in an ice rink and watching... Well, either you're you know a, what I mean. So, a hockey fan so, but it. that's my point. Either, you, either that's either that's what you're going to do, or it's not. And at that time of year, at this time of year, clearly, among probably some other factors, because it's probably not as simple as this. But you you've got people that just don't want to spend their time sitting in an in an arena or an ice rink for hours on end watching. 18 year olds play against each other. You and me might have fun doing that. You know, we grab your fancy French vanilla coffee and, <laughs> and everything. And we still choking on that. And we, we, we sit down and we, you know, with your sport coat and your piece of gum and everything. And we, we sit there and we watch the guy without the puck and we, you know, we, ha- we have a good back and forth, you know, or family time if we got family with us. But for other people who are touring, that may not be what they want to do. So I, gotta, I guess I have to sympathize a little bit because it was down the road from us four or five hour drive last year and we didn't go. I didn't go. I'd rather watch it on TV. So I would rather sit at home with hot chocolate or with family and friends or whatever and watch it on TV or we'd rather, or we've got, well, other I'd rather p- sit home and watch it with friends. I'm not, I'm not crazy about watching it with family, but or we've got, go a, or, or we've got other travel plans or we've got other things yeah. going on. So, yep. I mean, there's thing, you know, and, and that's the other thing about this tournament, right? Is they're putting it right at a time that is at Christmas yeah, and at new year's and, Unless people plan a year in advance of okay, I'm buying the tickets. This is what we're doing. You're you're you got family either visiting you for Christmas or you're traveling or you're you're doing these special things and these special plans for these sp- special times. You're ringing in Christmas. You're ringing in a new year, and your first thought isn't to go sit in an in arena and watch a hockey game. True. 
And like you just said, last year, we had the chance just five hours down the road in Vancouver, and we didn't do it. We didn't go. Yep. So, I mean, it for the sake of but being, ob- for the sake of ob- objectivity, we, I think we can understand how people might not fill out the seats and go, go see it. So. I guess so. But I also, that takes away my, my general European apathy argument. And, and I really don't care to, I really don't care to be, uh, to be, you know, clouded with a lot of facts and logic and stuff like that. It really takes away from my, my whole shtick and I'm, I'm now I have to adjust. Okay. Well. I, so listen on the, on the subject of group A, Finland and Sweden, um, I haven't seen, I, I haven't seen the latest, but I know that at one point Sweden had seven guys on their pre-tournament roster that were first round picks on, on defense seven. Now I don't know if Sanding and Broberg and all of them are going to be able to go, but seven first round picks on defense uh, Finland in the same in the same way. If they were to have everybody show up, Lassie Thompson from Kelowna, Billy Heinola, uh, he's a Jet. Yes, um, they've got they've got some tremendous defensemen uh, coming on uh, on both of those rosters, regardless of who gets to go and who doesn't. I don't think Heinola is going to go because of the lack of depth in Winnipeg, but. Uh, with that kind of strength on D, that's there. That's going to be another wild card. It's one of those things where if you start playing a clamp down role, you know Sweden for for a change, Sweden and Finland both could win some one nothing or two one games, and then you throw in the the the, uh, the goaltender uh, Askarov from Russia, yeah. yeah. And so, but that's just what makes it great. All that firepower, all those great defensemen. This is just awesome. So I love it. it's a fun time, at least in, in our household. Um, <laughs> for the, for the most part, sometimes it's, sometimes it's like groundhog day before we're all speaking to each other again, but you know, it's part of what makes us stronger. Before I forget, War Room the Hockey Podcast will, um, be taking a break for a week or two, um, with Christmas and travels and things. Um, we all will be away from studio, so, um, we will be taking a holiday break and be back um to recap the world junior tournament and um preview the last half of the nhl season um the bchl and cjhl season ncaa seasons um, major junior seasons and all that stuff after the holiday so just want to put that out there before i forget to mention um i will put that out on uh, social media for everybody as well uh, just so you're aware now that's unless Unless I can figure out how to get in the studio while you're gone and figure out how to run all this stuff, yeah. I no, know no, no. that you know there's only like twenty knobs on this only thing. 20, no, no. I can I can figure this no. out. I, we're I, we're away we're away from studio for two weeks, so I know my just, security clearance doesn't go that high. Don't press <laughs> or turn anything. Um, I'll have everything tuned up. Just wa- watch your uh, watch your podcast information on the line for. Uh, for the new one coming out when you're not even around. Won't that be a surprise? Anyways, uh, to (laughs) transition, um, before we kind of close out, I do want to touch on something that um, has kind of bothered me. Um, 
I get that it's the way they're built. I get that it's their job. Players like this. But what Brady Kachuk tried to do to Caden Primo (laughs) is a low blow. That's not just, that's not simply being a pest. That's being an ass. And that's over, that's not sportsmanlike and that's over the line. Final buzzer has, has gone. You're now no longer in the game. You're, you're now grown men who are playing a game you both love. Yep. Let's try and at least have some level of respect and I, to try and pick up the puck that is Caden Primo's history-making first NHL win puck and take it away, steal it, disappear with it. Is um, I lost a little respect for Brady after that. You know what? I thought it was just going to be I, me that the prob- really didn't like him, but I, I, the problem I thought that is, was funny. But it's the, only the problem that I don't me- the problem with me mentioning it is that you laugh. Well, I can't so do anything something, about it. Something I, that something that is that should inherently be a, a an ish, something that should not happen, and I think it's something we should all be able to agree on. You are now laughing that it happened. So. Here's what I hope. I think I thought it was comical at the time. I know that if, if uh, you know, I can only imagine what Keith Primo thought when his son wins his first game in the show and, and Brady Kachuk makes off with the puck. I would hope that after the stunt hits social media and everything, I would hope that Brady goes back and gives the puck to Caden Primo because it's the right thing to do and the one thing I thought I was really just going to absolutely despise the Kachucks I really don't I can't I, well, I, I wanted to but I, I can't I They're don't feisty. despise them I, I like don't the way they them. play I don't despise them I like the way they play in the game but to steal a, a puck it would be like a goaltender stealing Brady Kachuk's first NHL goal puck I you you wouldn't more. you wouldn't handle that no. would you so why would you do that to to Caden Primo who gets couldn't his first NHL more. win I agree and and that's why I think whether it will ever come out publicly or not I think Brady Kachuk will probably get a couple of laughs out of it and he'll give that puck back to Caden Primo well, Carey Price got the puck before he got oh, got away okay. with it oh Carey Price chased him down and caught him <laughs> but. The, the idea that he was just going to take the puck and go to the dressing room and disappear with it just I, I bothers me from a respect level standpoint. I understand completely, and it would me too. I thought it was kind of comical in its own way, but I, I'm glad he got the puck back because it's the right thing to do. And these guys, honestly, both of them, as feisty as they are uh, on the ice, they have the right attitude. They've been, they've been raised with the right kind of respect for the game. So I would imagine I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, which I never thought I'd do and say that he was going to give the puck back anyway, whether or not, whether or not Carey Price found him in the hallway and cornered him. I think he was going to give it back. Sure. Let's go with that. All right. Well, to close out, I think we can all agree what we're looking forward to this coming week. Um, Christmas, first of all, uh, the world junior tournament, Second of all, we're looking forward to that uh, as well as some Christmas travels. So, yeah. so um, get out to watch this tournament, everybody. If you get a chance, I know if you're in Canada, the world kind of stops. Uh, in the U.S., you got to work a little harder in some spots to find it. But I think the NHL Network may cover quite a bit of it. I, uh, think I don't so, know if yeah. they cover everything or just the just the U.S. games. But get it. Try to get a chance to stream it or find it uh, on your cable network or your satellite dish or whatever. Um, or your TV antenna, 
Do they still have TV antennas while we're talking about phones on the wall and stuff? Anyhow, find this tournament. It's the best. It's absolutely the most fun. And uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I, one, one closing thought, and it's way too long. Before more trivia? Oh, that's right. You and your stinking trivia. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, one last thought. Do yourselves a favor true hockey fans we talked a week or two ago about jared bednar going into the east coast hockey league hall of fame the coast does not get enough credit for what it does and the players that come through it do yourself a favor and go on the uh go on your fancy interweb gadget and find a list of the east coast hockey league alumni that have played in the nhl and it is hundreds and hundreds of guys and some enormous names. Uh, nearly a thousand guys have come through the coast and played in the National Hockey League. And the guys that do, they make it the hard way. Yep. They fight their way through it. The best coaches, the best role players, the best uh, teammates, they have come through there the hard way. And you, you You've got to stand up and salute these guys. It's a tough living. It's a tough way to go. Uh, and my gosh, uh, you know, let's let's give a let's give a stand up and salute to the guys who come through the coast and um, and make it to the show. Good on you, boys. Keep up the good work. Yep, agreed. Um, trivia. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> we'll close it close it out with some trivia. Um, <laughs> If you, st- you start getting better at trivia, it won't be more than one or two questions. And then uh, we can close things out, and then we don't have to blow through our stack of, of questions here too quick. God, and we can, and we really, can do it every week. This point. is one of those moments when I'm really glad we're not on television. This is um, who was the first U.S.-born NHL player? I need some like Jeopardy music here. While you yeah, no thinking. kidding. Uh, wow. I don't know. Billy Birch would never have gotten that. Wouldn't I? Whew. Sorry, Billy. Who set the record? This is question two. Who set the record in the 1990s for most assists by a left wing? In a single season. Where do you get these questions? <laughs> Assists by a left winger in the 90s. In a single season. In a single season. I'm drawing dead. You're killing me, Smalls. Joe Juno. Really? Yep. Joey Juno. Wow. He's um he's coaching minor hockey in Nunavut or someplace now. I mean, he is in the Arctic Circle coaching minor hockey. The last I knew. The most rounds in a shootout happened on December 16th, 2014 between the Washington Capitals and the Florida Panthers. Oh. How many rounds did they play or did the shootout go before a winner was decided? I'm going to say 14. No, 20. Really? 
Yikes. Did not know that one. So who holds the record for getting the lowest score on a trivia game ever? <laughs> and is that in jeopardy as of this morning? Who holds the record for most career power play goals in a regular NHL season? Dave Andrichuk. Hey, look at you. Really? Oh, sweet. <laughs> look at you, Dave Anderchuk. Right. So there you go. You got it right. <laughs> your beginning and end of the show, you're two for about 16. Two for whatever. So. I... <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you for joining the studio this week. Yeah, great uh, to be here. Can't wait have a Merry tournament. Christmas and a Happy New Year. And yes. uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody out there listening. Um, we appreciate you. Um, drive, you're the driving force behind what we do. We can't thank you enough for tuning in. So thank you. Um, thank you again for joining in studio. I just said that. Love it. Um, I'm Evan Rauer. Well, see, I'm jumping ahead here. Can't forget it. Before anything, head to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's at War Room, the Hockey Podcast. War Room, the Hockey Podcast, and at War Hockey, respectively. Give us a, a like and a follow. Head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, subscribe, rate, and review, preferably a five-star rating if you think it's a five-star show. Um, And head to warroomhockey.com where you can also catch the latest episode of the podcast there. And yeah, so enjoy Don't forget to take your phone off the hook and turn your television antenna to the World Junior Championship. Take your phone off the hook, unplug it from the wall, and... (laughs) Make sure your your television antenna is straight up and the, put the little coat the di- hangers. The dial is the dials on channel three, and you're set. Um, enjoy oh, the World awesome. Junior Tournament, and um, I am Evan Rauer, and we will see you all throughout the hockey community. Cheers, Cheers everyone. Mm-hmm.